and we are making a caravan from Bonoboville to Duncombe! voyeurs and connoisseurs all you children of sex because we all are children of sex we may or may not be children of god jesus allah buddha brahma ramadama but you know until we start cloning ourselves we are all children of sex with a capital x can i get an amen, amen. can i get an a women i want to welcome you to my workshop Make kink, not war. Be bonobo. We're going to talk about what that means in just a moment. In the battlefield, in the bedroom, in the boardroom, in the dungeon, and right here at DomCon, where I'm so happy to be back. Really, is everybody else happy to be back? I don't know. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. I wasn't here for two years. I did the DomCon virtual, and yet last year I felt a little nervous about the germy germs out there. But now I am here, and I am so happy to be at Mistress Cyan's DomCon. And I am very, very impressed and honored by Mistress Cyan, who I met back in 2005, actually. She gave me my first consenting adult birthday spanking. How about that? She was at my birthday. It was actually more of a birthday flogging, although I also got spanked by clowns. And I realized, wow, this is... A really cool thing. I think that was the first year she started DomCon, but I didn't start coming until 2015 when Goddess Soma Snake Oil, who I understand just won an award here, and she is one of my just favorite people in the world, and she invited me. Uh, Mistress, si uh, wait, um, you guys are signaling, so oh, what is wrong? I think when you lean back on the chair, you might have moved the, the cable on the back of your chair. Ah, okay, well, no wonder. So you need to interrupt me when that happens. Yeah. More, okay. more, say, do, do more, Abe. Do talking, more, Abe, talking, more, Abe, more. Give me more, 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 more. Okay, less, less, less. And a little to the right, a little to the left down clockwise touch very lightly okay harder harder now give it to me good yeah oh yeah that's what I mean. oh yeah give it to me good that's beautiful i don't know is it beautiful are we okay keep talking test 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 hello and so i already came before as you could hear so now i'm just testing which is really what they need me to do it was temporary. Yes, just a tease. Teasing is a really important thing in life. 
men need to be teased because it makes them slow down. <laughs> and women, we need to be teased because it makes us come around. <laughs> and if you are anything else besides man or woman, there's many possibilities, then of course you need all kinds of teasing. <laughs> and you have gotten all kinds of teasing. And now you're getting the real thing, I think. The voice. Is it now good, Mark? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's good. Yeah. All right. Welcome to DonCon. <laughs> uh, yeah, brothers and sisters, lovers and sinners, I am so excited to be here. This is, of course, Mistress Cyan's DomCon, and I have known Mistress Cyan since 2005 when she gave me my first consenting adult birthday spanking. <laughs> and I believe that's when she started DomCon, but I didn't get here until 2015 when goddess Soma Snake Oil, whom I adore, invited me to just be here. And I just fell in love with the doms and the cons. I, I mean, the <laughs> slaves and the dominance and the switches, of course, especially. Everybody here is so, so cool. And I've been privileged to give talks since 2016. So this is the Bonobo Way 6.0 DomCon. <laughs> And I also want to introduce my darling husband, Captain Max. And I've been married to Captain Max since 1992. We just celebrated our 30th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Kinky people sometimes get married and sometimes even stay married. In fact, I kind of think that the kinkiest form of bondage there is <laughs> is the wedding ring, you know? Because you got to do all kinds of negotiations constantly. <laughs> but it's worth it. it. It really is. Like any good form of kink is worth it, worth the negotiations. And you know what? Us kinky people are now teaching the rest of the world how to do negotiations for various types of sex and kinky acts. And so we have a very important position in the world in terms of consenting adult sex, bondage, just fun. <laughs> and there's another important position that I think kinksters have. And that's why today's talk is called Make Kink, Not War. Be bonobo. Yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of wars going on right now. Of course, there's the big one. The Russians are coming, and uh, they already came, and they're bombing, not just coming. If, if only they would be coming, I think things would be a lot better. But <laughs> when you're t talking to people only across from a long, long, long table, maybe it makes you a little crazy. Anyone who's talking to people across a long, long table could use a nice hot dom, like some of you, to come in and kind of kinkify things but that didn't happen so we have a war and we have other wars going on all over the world and especially in our great country of 
the USA, seems like there's a lot of culture wars. And there are wars specifically against kink. But even if it's not specifically against kink, you know kink is in their sights. Get rid of abortion now, and then maybe gay marriage, and then maybe go after kinksters. Who knows? So we have to kind of be out there on the battleground. And yet, and yet, we make kink, not war, don't we? We are kinksters. And we want peace, and that's part of being a kinkster, is choosing to take your violent energy, because we all have violent energy. Whether you're Putin or you're pooping, <laughs> you have violent energy. And it's a great thing to be able to channel that violent energy into something positive and something beautiful, something you can share that brings pleasure with a little bit of pain. <laughs> and DomCon is a great place to learn about this stuff, all of this stuff, some of the nitty gritty and philosophy. I'm here for a little philosophy, although we get into some nitty gritty as well. There's so many great doms here that you can learn from. Like I said, Goddess Soma, of course, Mistress Cyan, Goddess Phoenix, who gave me my fiber optic whip that really comes in handy for physical distancing and kink, let me tell you. So <laughs> Goddess Phoenix and of course, Mistress Tara had started dominatrixes against Donald Trump and so many other great doms, so many other special friends. And speaking of special friends, I want to tell you about another special friend of mine. Her name is Lana, and Lana is a voluptuous brunette, and she's very strong and yet sensuous. She's a leader in her community, and yet she has a great sense of humor. She loves to play practical jokes, and she loves to kind of boss people around a little bit. But even the losers in her community feel good that Lana is in charge. She likes to primp. She likes to be pampered. Sometimes she likes to have a foot massage by the foot fetishists in her community. She might spank somebody if they're naughty <laughs> or give them a little slap. <laughs> She's quite something. She's really like a lot of the great women here at DomCon. But Lana is not a woman or even a human being. Lana is a bonobo. Meet the bonobos. The make love, not war chimpanzees who swing through the trees as well as with each other. And you can turn that volume down a little bit. That is the sound of bonobos, though. They sound a little like birds chirping. And there are some birds mixed in. These are jungle sounds. And they're all mixed in with their natural habitat of the rainforest. So that's where a lot of this footage here comes from the Congolese rainforest, which is where the bonobos live. And there are also some footage from the San Diego Zoo. It's captivity, but as captivity goes, it's not bad. Kind of like 
being forced to live in the Playboy Mansion, in a way, as a bonobo, <laughs> but with women in charge. Okay, females. Yes, yes, definitely. Like Lana. And that's where I met Lana, was in the San Diego Zoo. So bonobos, you might know, since you're here, are pretty cool creatures. They make love, not war. They also make kink, not war. I say this because they're not always in love. And by the way, being in love doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to make war. A lot of people do make war out of love for country or love for someone that might have been killed or harmed. Love is a double-edged sword. I mean, it's great. I love love. I, I love to be in love. And yet, kink, if it's done consensually, and personally, when people do kink non-consensually, I don't call it kink. I call it like being an asshole. <laughs> Violence, that's what it is if it's non-consensual. Once it's called kink, to me, it's consensual, and it needs to be. And so when you make kink, you're really not making war. You're not against somebody. You're not trying to harm somebody. We're, somebody in love could harm somebody. People sometimes shoot someone that they love out of what they call love. We may not call it love, but this word love is defined so many different which ways. You might be just so jealous of someone you love that you shoot them. I hope you don't. But in any case, it's a real feeling, and we're hearing about it all the time. In fact, I think we're hearing about it more than ever, because even though we might not all have these long tables that Putin <laughs> has his intimacy at, we still have quite a bit of distancing, social and physical, that we're going through. And it's partly because of COVID and all its different variants, but it's also because of these wars and these cultural splits that all of us are going through. And so, so we're here to try to figure out how to make peace through kink. And I'm here with you. I'm hoping that you're going to help me with this too, because this is a big challenge for all of us, a really big challenge, especially when war is being perpetrated by such anti-sex, anti-peace people as we see perpetrating war now. And we see it internationally, we see it in our own streets, subways, supermarkets, everywhere. So how can we deal with this? How can we deal with this physically and mentally? And I guess spiritually comes in there. So I think we can learn something, maybe not get all the answers, but learn something from our kissing cousins, the bonobos. And I guess you think so too, and that's why you're here. So what do bonobos know that we don't know? They know something, that's why you're here. But it's hard to say exactly what they know. But there are a few things that we know about bonobos that I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so number one, the first thing we know about bonobos is bonobos are very close to us. By the way, this chart, was created for me when I was doing another lecture, kind of like this, on the bonobo way. 
at ASECT, the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. And so I do talk about bonobos to all kinds of groups, but DomCon's one of my favorites. So bonobos are very close to us. They are 98 point something percent genetically similar to us, if you believe in science, which I do. But you know what? Even if you don't believe in science, you just look into a bonobo's eyes and you kind of feel like you're seeing that missing link. It's that close to us. You might feel that a little bit seeing some of the footage, seeing their eyes, seeing their expression, seeing their bodies and how close to us they are. Common chimps are also close to us. These are the cousins of bonobos. They're very different in ways I'm going to talk about, but they're both kind of equally close to us, the bonobos and the common chimps. You could say that we have a bonobo side and a common chimp side. And we'll talk more about that, but just know that we're kind of equally close and we're a lot closer to common chimps and bonobos than we are to gorillas or those fabulous orangutans. Mm, I love that orange, especially now that the former one is no longer president. I can <laughs> enjoy my orangutans in peace. So anyway, okay, they're like us in different ways. And that's why it's always funny when we compare human beings to various apes. Of course, it's not funny if it's insulting and if people are being like sexist or racist about it. That is not funny and that is not consenting kink. But if you're just pointing out how we are close to our kissing cousins, the bonobos, then that can be kind of funny because bonobos have a great sense of humor like we do. Like, I don't know if any other animals do really have that kind of sense of humor where they can play jokes on each other, where they can trick each other to the point of putting on a mask and pretending to be somebody else. I don't know of other animals that do that, but bonobos do that. And of course, humans do that. And of course, yes, we are animals too. And I know a lot of people like to think of us as angels or maybe devils, but we are animals just like bonobos and common chimps and dogs and cats and fleas and wasps. We are animals. And that's very cool that Dom Khan acknowledges that. In fact, we have an animal show here. My friend Madame Marguerite runs this fabulous animal show where people dress up as animals. And I think that that is really great that you get to get in touch with your animal nature. And there are different ways to do that. Sometimes you can do that through dressing up as an animal, but sometimes it's just a question of really feeling your feelings, really getting in touch with certain feelings, releasing your inner bonobo is what I call it. So, number two, bonobos have a lot of sex. This is the second big thing we know about bonobos, okay? So, a lot of sex. Some of it's kinky sex, some of it's intercourse, a lot of it is outer course, okay? There is intercourse, but really bonobos don't make a big deal about intercourse. They have what we call PIV, penis and vagina. Oh, for penis and vagina, I should use my prop here just because 
It's so much fun. This is the vulva puppet. <laughs> made by Wonders Vulva Dory Lane. And, well, I have here a fake banana. But it actually feels kind of good. But this is the Hilton, so I'm not going to fully demonstrate on this penis and vagina activity. Although I will say that the first five people here get copies of the Bonobo Way, and you will get that after the class. And the next five get bananas, but I say anybody who wants a banana can have a banana. Anybody hungry? Want a banana? Yeah, have a banana. You want a banana? Okay. So we're giving out bananas. Bonobos actually love to combine food and sex. Not that you guys should be having sex in here. Banana? Anybody want a banana? You look good having a banana, I'm sure. Would you like to? Well, no, this one's actually. So, who else wants a banana? Yeah? Okay. I love a man who knows how to eat a banana. I'm not going to say suck a banana. Okay, yeah. So, they have a lot of sex in a bonobo sutra of positions, really. Of course, they do it doggy style, just like most other animals, including humans. But they also love to have sex face to face, like two people in love. <laughs> or you could say tantric sex practitioners looking into each other's eyes. Bonobos do this a lot, even if they're not in love. They, they just like to look into eyes. I think that's part of being kinksters, is they like to get a sense of how their partner is doing. They're very into that. And they're into all kinds of sex. A lot of it fetishy, with hands and feet and butts and all kinds, including, of course, bisexuality. I think you would say everybody in Bonoboville, and I use the word Bonoboville to describe the community of bonobos. I also use it sometimes to describe my own pro-bonobo community. And I also sometimes call DomCon a Bonoboville. Everybody kind of mixes and matches. There's not just guys and girls. There's guys and guys, girls and girls, and guys and girls, and groups, all kinds. And of course, lots of masturbation. By the way, Merry Masturbation Month. Remember what my mentor, St. George of Carlin said. If God had intended us not to masturbate, he, or maybe she, would have made our arms shorter. It's one reason Tyrannosaurus Rex is always in such a bad mood. Bonobo arms are even longer. They can practically masturbate with their feet. So, they have a lot of sex. That is number two. And we're gonna find out why that is so important. Number three, bonobos are very female empowered. In fact, we could say MILFs rule Bonoboville. I often call them the femdoms of the wild. And yes, the females are pretty much in charge. Some primatologists say that they're egalitarian, that it's kind of equal. I guess in a way it is. The guys are in charge of protecting the community, the parameters. But when it comes to important decisions, 
like who has sex with who, and who eats what, and who gets to sleep where, important decisions. These are made by the females, and generally the older females. Now you might think, well, that's very natural, and it kind of is, it is very natural. However, let's just say it's the opposite among common chimps, and certainly all the other great apes. And you can almost say including humans. There are exceptions among humans. And we're here to make those exceptions be fruitful and multiply. And assure you that it is natural for the female to be in charge. Because a lot of people think it isn't. They think, oh, there's the law of the jungle. Only the strongest survive. Well, that's not really true. That's kind of a misrepresentation of Darwin's idea, survival of the fittest, which some friends of mine who love bonobos and dogs translate to survival of the friendliest. Because really, a lot of survival is not about being strong in the body. It's about negotiating. It's about caring. It's about paying attention. And these are all things that male or female can do. And maybe sometimes female might do a little better. I don't know. But certainly among bonobos, they have decided the females should be in charge of this stuff. Now, when a primatologist that I admire, who quoted me in his book, The Bonobo and the Atheist, Franz de Waal, he was speaking about bonobos to a group of other primatologists. And he really introduced this idea that the females are in charge to a lot of them. They'd never heard of this. They'd always thought of man the warrior, man is in charge, the female is just there to make babies and be a support system, maybe do a little hunt and gathering, but not much. And these guys who had studied a lot of apes, but not bonobos, they were mortified, they were very angry, and one of them said, how do the men let them get away with that? <laughs> how do the men, or the males, let the females in Bonoboville get away with that? And that is a very good question because the males have fangs, which the females do not. The males are much stronger, just like among humans, they got that upper body strength. You got occasional females that are stronger than males, but by and large, 90% of the males are stronger than the females. So why? Why does this happen? Well, that's the source of a lot of research. But one reason is the guys like it, okay? That's number four, male well-being. The men, the males, are happy. They actually, in studies, have been shown to live longer and be more youthful than common chimps, and they have been shown to just be more relaxed, be more just happy. This is to a great degree because the females are in charge and because of the way that the females are in charge. They're not just like whack, whack, whack. They take care of the males. And I actually believe that Me Too could learn a lot about female empowerment from bonobos. And some of them do. 
they seem to be talking about the female empowerment of bonobos. I see that among my Me Too colleagues. And of course, bonobos are all about Me Too. They don't let the males get out of line. One reason being, aside from that the males are happy, is that the females stick together. They don't let one female go wander off by herself, or hardly ever, unless she's got a male that is her friend, or of course a female that is her friend. But the females don't go off by themselves. They don't fend for themselves. They stick together. There's a female solidarity. There's a sisterhood, even though these bonobo females are not actually sisters. The females migrate when they're at puberty level. And that's probably one reason that they don't have that much incest going on. Because even though they have sex with everybody, the females kind of leave their community and go into a new community when they reach puberty so they don't wind up having sex with their dads and brothers. It's funny how nature works those things out. <laughs> so in any case, the females are very nurturing of the males, so there's a sense of male well-being, and that is a very critical part of female empowerment. It's something that a lot of females, I think, kind of forget about, and they just get pissed off at men for being men, <laughs> sometimes for very, very good reason, and sometimes just for being men. And I think that they should take a page from the female bonobos before me too turns into me poo. <laughs> we do need to learn how this is balanced because I don't think there really is a society like the fantasy Amazon society where it's only women in the society. I think we have to learn to get along with our males. And so the bonobos show us the way. Okay, number five. And this is kind of the climax, so to speak, of all of these characteristics of bonobos. And that is that bonobos make peace through pleasure in all kinds of weather. They have never been seen killing each other in the wild or captivity, which is quite remarkable when you consider how much all the other great apes kill each other. They all do. Common chimps are known to make a kind of war, and they certainly murder each other sometimes. Gorillas commit infanticide. When the alpha gorilla dies, then another gorilla will come in and kill all the female's babies. And then, horrifically enough, the female then mates with the new gorilla. But among bonobos, no, that doesn't happen. They have never been seen killing each other. Now, they're very smart, so I hope no human takes a gun and puts it in the hands of a bonobo and teaches that bonobo how to shoot it because she or he could learn. And yet, nobody's done that yet. And so, so far, bonobos have not been seen killing each other. And I just hope that they can teach us how to make kink not war, before we teach them to make war. Because it could go that way too. So my mission is to spread the bonobo way, to help people 
to be more bonobo. Because like Franz de Waal has said, we have two sides, we humans. We have our inner chimpanzee, which is okay, but he's a warrior. And it's a he. The guy is in charge. It's patriarchal. And it's violent. And it believes in violence. It believes that violence is good. Violence against your enemies. Not talking about consenting adult kink here. In fact, common chimps are so into it, they don't have any regrets. We do. That's why I think humans, we might be a little more bonobo. Just because when we are violent, most of us have regrets. We don't want to be that way. Now, some of us do. And we have to handle people that do. My feeling is most of the people that do want to be violent are missing that nurturance, missing that connection that helps the bonobos to feel that they are their brother's keeper, their sister's keeper, their friend's keeper, that, that they're all connected. And we humans, we are also all connected. We know that especially right now with the war going on and the possibility of some side or other using nuclear weapons. That would affect all of us. It seems right now like that's going on far, far away. But you know, human beings are in charge. And they have a side that's like a common chimp that might just feel, you know, if I'm going down, I'm going to take everybody down with me. Or maybe they feel, I could win. I could win. I just need to fire this weapon. And so that's your common chimp side. I hope that we can help people, me, you, all of us, to elevate and enhance our bonobo side so that we can learn, like bonobos, to make peace through pleasure, to make kink, not war. So, 10 minutes more. Okay, well, I have explained to you a little bit about what bonobos are. So, I just wanna take a moment to see if anybody has any questions about bonobos, humans, kink, yes. Yes, did the bonobos, did they precede the chimps? Were they in the world at the same time? Did the chimps precede them? I'm just kind of curious as to, did, did, yeah. did, did the bonobos have the original attitude and the common chimps developed an anger? to survive, how, does that all, how did that all play out? Well, first answer to that very, very good question is we don't know. We don't exactly know what that missing link is. But there are theories. And my own theory is that, yes, bonobos were probably closer to our common ancestor than common chimps. The reason I believe this is because some key primatologists believe this, and the way that they explain it makes sense to me. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily true, but it does 
makes sense. And that is that everybody developed probably in a land of abundance where food was plentiful. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have all these wonderful characteristics of intelligence and agility and the ability to live in groups and things like that. So perhaps it was in a place like the rainforest, which is where the bonobos still are. Perhaps we all come from a rainforest like that, which is really a teeming center of life. All kinds of life is in the rainforest. And in the Congolese rainforest, there are humans that live there, whose ancestors have lived there for centuries, maybe millennia, and maybe millions of years. It's hard to go back that far. But some scientists do say that perhaps when we were comfortable in the jungle and we were the biggest creature, we didn't need to be violent. And so we were more like bonobos. Then as it gets a little crowded and both common chimps and humans venture out into a tougher world, we can look at common chimps. They ventured out into a world which they weren't the largest animal. In the rainforest, the bonobos are the biggest animal, really. There aren't lions in the rainforest. But once you go out into more flatland, less jungle land, savannas, you're running into lions. Also, they have an easier time catching you because you can't run up a tree. Bonobos are very, very good at climbing trees. I think humans probably were, but now not so much because we've been walking around a lot. Now, bonobos, interestingly, are also much better than common chimps at walking around. In fact, they do have a bipedal ability that is much greater than common chimps. But nevertheless, they are jungle creatures, and every night they sleep in a nest. That's one reason they don't worry about predators. There aren't a lot of birds that come by that big that are going to grab them. I think bonobos have an easier life. Now, humans could have an easier life. Right now, we have a pretty tough life. But maybe if there weren't so many billionaires, a lot of us could have an easier life. Maybe if we learned how to share. And this brings me to another quality that bonobos have, that common chips have to a certain degree, and humans have to a certain degree. But bonobos have so much desire to share when they do experiments with bonobos and they give them some food and there's another bonobo next door, they will open the door to make sure that the other bonobo can get food too. They don't want to eat it by themselves. Now, common chimps, they always want to eat it by themselves. They're fine. Even if it's their best friend, even if it's their mother, they're going to eat that food by themselves. I mean, if it's their mother, they might let her have some if she comes in. But they're not going to open the door for her certainly not going to open the door for some other chimpanzees. Bonobos will open the door for stranger bonobos. They love strangers. You know, bonobos love to have sex with each other, with friends. But interestingly, they like it more with strangers. Mm -hmm. Now, I think humans have that quality too. 
We like the unknown. We find that sexy and kinky. It's just that we're told, and maybe it's kind of true, not to trust the unknown, the person that we don't know. And in our society, I wouldn't say that that's necessarily wrong. Sometimes people are not trustworthy in this society where we're not sharing, when we're out to get each other. But it's good to know that among bonobos, and perhaps a part of ourselves, there is this desire to share. There is this desire to know the stranger, to not make the stranger an enemy, to make the stranger our friend and maybe our lover. <laughs> and yeah, bonobos kind of freak people out. Maybe not the people here, probably not, but other people because they have so much sex. But let's put it this way. The sharing is also a food. It's also of information. It's also of anything good. It's a sharing of really just good stuff. And bonobos do that. And we have that in ourselves to do that. And that's why I like to come to DomCon to talk about bonobos. I, I go to all kinds of places, AdultCon, ASECT, Mensa. And I talk about bonobos in different ways. I figure here it's fun to talk about bonobos in terms of BDSM. And there is a kind of bonobo BDSM. I haven't time to get into it too much, but they sometimes hold each other down. They sometimes will slap each other around in fun. They do rough sex, you could say, that is sadomasochistic pain and pleasure category. And they do have a sense, and by the way, bonobos aren't the only ones, dogs have this too, of how to play so that they don't really hurt each other. It's amazing, you can just watch dogs and you see that this interest in playing rough isn't just a human perversion. This is something that all kinds of animals enjoy and it gives them a way to release stress and it's very important to making kink not war is this idea of rough play and how to do that. There's also among bonobos the idea of, yes, the femdom, alpha female. There's also an alpha male, but the alpha male interestingly, is usually the alpha female's son. How about that? <laughs> a lot of the bonobo males are mama's boys. And that's an interesting quality. We put down guys that are into their mothers, that love their mothers, that care about their mothers, that might even have a mother fetish. But bonobos show us that that is one of the keys, being nice to your mama. And I'm not saying it's always easy. Some guys, they have lousy mamas, and it's tough. But that's a key sign. If, if you got a lousy mama, if your boyfriend or, you know, you got to deal with it. I'm not saying these things to say this is how you got to be. I'm just saying to recognize how the bonobo way is, to recognize when we go towards it and to embrace that, and to recognize when we go away from that and to go the other direction. Any other questions? Yes. Socialists, yes, they are socialists. Even though there is a hierarchy and the alpha female may make the decisions as to who gets the food first. And by the way, there's always an exchange of food for sex. So you can rest assured that sex work is not just a human thing. 
It's actually among lots and lots of animals. There's an exchange of food for sex. But there's a difference with the bonobos. What do you think that difference is? Anybody want to take a guess? In a female-empowered society, sometimes the lady picks up the check. <laughs> That's right. It's not always the male that pays for the sex. Sometimes the female comes across with her banana and she says, hey, handsome, I got a banana. You want to give me a muff dive? <laughs> I mean, the male could come with a banana too and say, how about a banana for a blowjob? Except that it's usually the females that have the money, AKA the bananas. <laughs> That's just how bonobo society is. And it's a very important element of our society to make sure that the females can pay for sex because when we do it's going to be good <laughs> mm. so if you want to ask me any more questions you can just come up to me i'm going to sign books for the five that came in first i wanted to share this with you guys though these are from threshold is anyone old enough to remember Threshold? Oh one of the first of the BDSM groups in LA. So I was introduced to BDSM through Threshold. I was so naive that I walked in there with my boyfriend at the moment. I see this girl tied up, being spanked. I come over to her. I say, are you okay? <laughs> that was the beginning of my <laughs> lesson. Not that it's ever a bad thing to say, are you okay? Yeah. This is a Jux leather riding crop and finger flogger in case you're interested in leather products. And my bonobo is all dressed up for DomCon. And she, in fact, has a whip to whip you for DomCon. Okay? Also made by Jux leather. These are februa, which you use on Valentine's Day, which is really Lupercalia, which sometime, I'll have to tell you about Lupercalia, <laughs> which is the original Valentine's Day. Floggers, not flowers. So this is the bonobo way, this is the manifesto, and you might be interested in checking out our magazines. We have two of them, and they both feature a lot of kinksters from DomCon. We have Splosh and Art with Madame Marguerite and a whole bunch of other people. And Spank and Art features Mistress Cyan and Goddess Phoenix and a whole bunch of other great people, yes. And so you can check it out. And also the covers are photos of Jux Lee. That's right. Photography. What is one of my talks without Jesus? <laughs> okay, I'm going to just show you the bottom. This is the Jesus jackhammer made by Divine Interventions. And if you have a religion fetish of any sort, this should do you fine. And Divine Interventions also makes these great ones here. The master and the slave. How about that? <laughs> Since you have asked a question, 
you get laid. <laughs> and anybody else want to get laid? Yes. I do have a question. Okay, well, what, ask your question. Hopefully it's a quickie. How can we best well, that's a very good question. First of all, you should pronounce it correctly, mainly the way that it's pronounced in Africa, which is bonobo. People pronounce it all different ways. The way to talk to people about it, I guess, is you're going to do the next lecture <laughs> somewhere. You're going to tell people this, and you were one of the first people to arrive, so you're going to get a book, and you're going to... Just as you learn about it, you will find that some people are very interested. And you start with those people. And then you go on to the people that aren't so interested because you learn ways to seduce their interest. Because really, that is what this is all about. You know, the old saying, you either win fans and friends and followers through fear or through love. You actually need to use both. You need to scare people into thinking, if you don't go bonobos, we're going to have a nuclear holocaust. We're going to lose our rights. We're going to have fascism in America. We're going to be overrun by Putin's armies. You could scare people into understanding that they need to share. I, myself, am always trying to scare Elon Musk. <laughs> But I think that Chelsea Manning did a better job by taking away Grimes. <laughs> so kudos to Chelsea Manning. And free Julian Assange. <laughs> right. We can't be putting our journalists in prison for being honest about our wars. And even though, of course, the big war that we're all talking about right now is Putin's war, I have to say that George W. Bush did an amazing what you call Freudian slip the other day. He's giving a speech. He's like this older statesman now. You know, everybody supposedly forgets the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. And now he's like, even beloved by certain Democrats who just have so much Trump hate, they like anybody else. <laughs> Not me. And so when I heard him, I was so like impressed with how the truth does come out because he's giving this speech. It says George W. Bush on his podium and he says, now there are some people that are perpetrating ruthless and unjustifiable and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, <too>. anyway. Uh <laughs> Iraq. <laughs> I mean, Ukraine. <laughs> it is important for us to recognize our own country's war problems. We are patriots. I can't say I'm big on countries. Max is a patriot. I'm a bonobo sapien. <laughs> and I'm a lover of Domcon, and I just want to close with my appreciation for Mistress Cyan, for Goddess Phoenix, Madame Marguerite, Goddess Soma, Mistress Tara, so many, many great, great doms. And for that great female who happens not to be human, 
but is a wonderful animal like us, Lana, and so many of her Bonobo sisters and brothers, and for you for being here with me. Thank you so much. Kingster, the coach, the horn dog. 